You are listening to Booch News with Ian Griffin, a podcast all about kombucha. So I'm on the phone this morning with Liz McLaughlin, who's based in Derry, Northern Ireland, and her company, New Life Force Kombucha. Hi, Liz. How are you doing? Hi, Ian. I'm very well. Thank you. So what's your background as far as, you know, kombucha and how did you first get the idea of starting a company and and how did you come across it? Well, I I first saw kombucha in the stores in the U.S. in 2016 and I was amazed at how many different flavors and brands that were available and being concerned with the high sugar content in soft drinks, I was looking for an alternative and coming from a holistic background, I wanted something that was pure, I wanted something that was traditional, and I wanted something that was authentic. Okay, so you saw it in the U.S. where you were, you were on holiday over there, I guess, were you, and uh, brought it back, yep. as a, brought yep. back the idea to mm-hmm. Northern Ireland. Um, so uh, when did you first start brewing kombucha yourself? How did that happen? Well, I, I started to brew it myself um, because I noticed that a lot of people were brewing it themselves in the States and I started to do it and it, it appealed to me because it had a, a distinctive sweet and sour taste and uh, it also had reputed uh, health benefits so um, for me it was a um, it just gave me a buzz and I, I did some research and I decided that I would try and um, sell it to other people or when I say sell it I mean um, tell other people about it so I've been doing that ever since and I've got quite a few customers along the way. You, you were beginning at home like most people and telling other uh, people in the region about it and tell me about the point at which you what was the you know decision to go commercial obviously it involves coming up with a brand name and, and labels and maybe a few other things well, but what did that involve? I don't think it's, it's very, as a very straightforward. When you're actually making it at home and then whenever you want to sell it commercially, I, I, I believe it's a huge leap. Um, for me, I wanted to take it slowly. Um, I was loving what I was doing and I, I, didn't want to, to, I didn't want to compete with the big companies. But what I found was that um, people were liking my, the ta- the one that, my taste. They were liking the, my flavors. So um, I had a few people come to me and ask me if I'd supply them. So I had to look at how I could do it commercially without um, giving up the traditional um, brewing methods and, and fermentations. So that was a, it was a big leap for me. And I'm, even now I'm at the stage where if I want to get bigger and I want to serve more um, stores, um, it's, it's, a, it's a bigger process from working from home and there's a lot more regulations um so for me um i'm 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 doing as much research as i can right now to be able to do that and to be able to to meet the demand and i find that whenever you you create something that is an incredible taste you're creating a demand and you have to be able to sustain that so there's a lot of right so so what you're saying is you're still brewing at home um, but you've got you've got kind of a, a brand name and labels. So did that just arrive gradually? You sort of started. Well, for me, for me, I had a, I actually had a dream, and um, 
I, 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 I'd heard many people had, it had come to them in, in that kind of way. So um, for me, um, I, was, I had a dream about St. Patrick and many ancient stories had circulated as to the origins of kombucha. But in my dream, St. Patrick was on his travels and he became very weary and thirsty. And he happened upon the town of Legendary in Northern Ireland. And he'd heard about the clear running streams that had filtered down from the Bowley Hills, down from the waterside into the River Foyle, and drank heavily of the fermented teas made from the heavenly waters. He filled his flask full and as he continued on his journey with new life force. He noticed his energies increased and he moved quicker and his aches and pains had subsided. He travelled south to Westport in County Mayo, where he began to pray and before he knew it, he found himself at the top of the mountain that we now know as Crowpatrick. And for me, that is, was, was the dream I had and the new life force is my brand. And it's the story of a man going on a travel and being tired and having aches and pains. And for me, that's what kombucha does. It's very good at balancing the gut so that it stops certain aches and pains that would be associated with arthritis. So for me, the new life force was was what I used for my brand. And um, yeah, I, that, I, I, well, that, that's uh, I mean that's incredible uh, to hear because of course there are lots of origin stories and myths and. Yes. Legends, if yes. you like, about kombucha, yes. everything yes. from ancient Chinese uh-huh. emperors to to Russians to to Japanese. But you, you actually literally had a dream, and I know you know Saint yes. Patrick being the patron saint of Ireland, and Croke Patrick, I believe, is a place of pilgrimage in the south uh, still. Yep. So, mm-hmm. so that's where the name came because because the uh, it cured his aches and he got a new life force. So that gave you the. Yep. The name of your company. Oh, that, that was great. Absolutely. And and and, and so on, on a practical note, uh, side, um, at that point, I'm curious to know. You, you, you seem to indicate you gave a few hints there that that there was a sort of growing demand for your kombucha. People really like the flavors. I mean, what kind of reception have you had amongst, if you like, the general public in the north of Ireland there? Well, there's, there are a few other brands around here, and there are a few brands, a few, a few flavors that are consistent. Um, one in particular would be lemon and ginger with turmeric, which is one of my best sellers. And I do notice that quite a few there are quite a few brands that, that do that flavor. But again, I think they're all unique because they're made in different parts of the world. Um, some of the other flavors that I do are rosemary and hibiscus and elderberry and elderflower and again i try to use um ingredients that i can i can purchase locally and that are organic and that are native to to ireland in particular yeah yeah no I, I, using local ingredients of course that's often uh, what a lot of kombucha companies have done you you mentioned other brands so are you saying that here in 2020 you you can get variety of brands in the shops in in that region in the town there are a few there are a few um from um maybe belfast or um donegal or southern ireland um i do believe that it is quite competitive um in in the drinks market but i do also believe that um for um Local shops, it's important to, to shop local. So I find that my customers um, 
support me in many ways, and for that I'm really thankful. Yeah, yeah, and and so do you, you sell through retail shops that carry your bottles. Do you also have like do you go to farmers markets to sell it on on draft to people at all? Well, I started out doing the farmers markets, and I've done a few of the vegan fairs and some of the slow food festivals. And because those are all on hold at the moment, um, I've had to diversify slightly. And I've got two shops that that buy them in bulk, and and then I've got certain customers who would buy them in like a month's supply. Um, I have I have tentatively. Um, made um, efforts in the direction of putting it on tap because there's nowhere in Ireland that it's on tap at the moment. And I did want to be the first one to do that, but um, my engineering skills are not quite as high as I'd like them to be, so I haven't managed to do that, even though I do have a kegerator and I do have all the equipment. Yeah, well, actually, um, yeah, I don't know if you're aware, um, the you know, Symbiosis magazine that's produced from Kombucha Brewers International is online. If you're a KBI member, it's free. Otherwise, it's, I think it's 12 US dollars to read an online version. And the whole of the edition that we've just produced for the autumn or the fall of 2020 is on draft kombucha. It, it's, um, it's got some uh, interesting, I think you'll find interesting content. And a couple of, we talked to a couple of the distributors here in California who supply it, you know, it's quite a, obviously California is where commercial kombucha kind of grew out of in the last 20 years. And, um, but even here, it's not available all over in draft. Um, I know in England, in the mainland there, um, you've got companies like Left Field up near Berwick and a few others uh, like Real Kombucha outside of London who are supplying restaurants and pubs with draft kombucha and yeah, there are specific uh, technologies or things you need to know about with the kegs. Apparently, you can't just use all the beer equipment, yeah, because of the acidity. But uh, you yeah. want to look. Yeah, I would say if you look into that, it could be a, a nice way of supplying bulk quantities to outlets. And, and you're right, with COVID, a lot of things have closed down, but uh, hopefully they'll open up as we go into the next year. Uh, What's your plan then right now? Um, I'm guessing, you you know, you're not, uh, do you have a day job? And and is this kind of something you do outside of that? Or are you planning to go full-time as a kombucha um, industry person? Well, I I do have a day job. I I have a sewing service where I do repairs and alterations. Um, But basically I I do that from a log cabin. So it's, it's it's from home really. And um, I'm also a carer for my father, so that means I'm a little bit limited. But um, yes, I, I do work from home a lot. And um, if I was to take it into to go bigger and, and start doing it, um, kegging and stuff like that, I I would I would most likely look at sharing a, a commercial kitchen. Or um, I'm, I'm actually working with a, a social enterprise at the moment because um, many brewers like myself do it on, on a relatively part-time basis. Now I, I'm working two, three days a week, and I'm I would pref- I would like to build it up to maybe five days a week, which is very is really full time. 
um, between doing marketing and doing videos and doing all those kind of things, you know, myself. So um, I'm working with a social enterprise because I feel there are a lot of people who are would like a, would would need need to work in a commercial kitchen maybe two days a week, but don't want to pay rent and rates and bills, and they would like to share it with other people who are in the same field. So I'm working with a, um, the Colmore Social Enterprise to um, to purchase a building to be able to do that. So is the social enterprise, when you say that, do you mean, is that like a government scheme where you can get a grant or can you well, tell there us are, there would, there would, Yes, there would be grants involved from various um, um, parties um, like lottery funding, arts council funding, um, possibly tourism, um, all sorts of, of different um, funding. But yeah, right. part of it would be... Yeah, a lot of it would be funded, um, and then I think that we're, we're looking at possibly paying a percentage of sales to to cover costs. Okay, and that would give you a leg up to, like a commercial kitchen, get some part-time help. So obviously you can't, there's a limit to what a single person can do. Uh, obviously home brewing is no problem, but supplying your customers. And, and you have, I just want to circle back, because... You, you, you have, as I said, hinted a few times that you, your challenge is not telling people, oh, you've got to try this, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's the people who know about it kind of coming back for more that you're, you've got to keep up with that demand. Is that, would that be fair to say? That it's well, one of, of the best, one, of, one of the best ways to sell it is to be there in person and to explain the different kind of things that it the benefits that it, it does for me is the only thing I can really speak about. So what I tend to do is I do a taster testing in a in a shop or in a store, and I, I find that then I, the spin-off is you know is is multifold. You know it's um, you're able to tell a, you're you're on a one-to-one with customers and you're able to discuss the health benefits with them and and or just the the taste benefits. Um, so that for me, those, those um, opportunities are um, are a bit rare at the moment, but but still they're very 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 good for um, for increasing the sales. Okay, so you've actually gone into these shops. You guys said two shops carrying it. You'll you'll pick a time and spend time yeah. like in the shop with a sample jar, so yeah. to speak, and. Uh, that's great. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've heard of many brands. And, you know, if farmers markets open up again, I've heard that's a good um, interface, if you like, directly to potential customers. And then you get, I presume you get regulars who, once they like it, they want a, a week supply or come back on a regular basis. Well, thanks so much for talking to us, Liz, and, and good luck growing your business there in Northern Ireland. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.